Hello, and welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me today is football extraordinaire, LaToya Williams. She's the CEO of the Fourth Quarter Agency. LaToya, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So, LaToya, on this show, we love to talk about all the, the success that our guests have. But before we do that, we'd like to really kind of dive into their HBCU uh, experience. And I know you are a graduate graduate of Alcorn State University. So I want to just kind of take a walk back in time and tell me about the first day that you set foot on Alcorn State University's campus. Wow. So I would actually have to go back to high school for that. My mm -hmm. sister attended Alcorn. Um, she's a 1994 graduate of Alcorn State. So I had the privilege of experiencing Alcorn um, when I was a teenager. So I um, went to all of the home games when Steve was down there playing. So I got a yeah. chance to experience that Negnet era. Right. But um, as an undergraduate, it was August of 1999. That was my first time on campus and literally walked into the um, ballroom for orientation and you know of course the hbcu they want your money first so <laughs> right to go in. <laughs> pay the remaining balance for my tuition room and board but um absolutely beautiful campus and um that's the first thing you see when you come through the gates um the facilities and the layout of the campus and there's no better experience than no um, no campus that i would say is more beautiful than Alcorn state university so what was it about Alcorn State University that made you decide that this is where I want to uh, continue my education? It was home. Um, I was at Mississippi Valley State from eighth grade to 12th grade. I was there doing their upward bound program. So I had the experience at Valley. Um, my entire family, except for my sister and I, went to Jackson State University. So I had that experience. You know, so. <laughs> When she chose to go to Alcorn, I was like, yes, it's something different. Um, but honestly, my very first choice and where I wanted to go was Howard. I really, really? wanted to go to HU, yes. But when, we, when I started looking at the um, the fees to go there, yeah. I was like, yeah. It didn't make sense for me to go to Alcorn. And um, definitely the best decision that I've made. So what are some of the, the most memorable experiences you had uh, at Alcorn as an undergraduate? Working with the football program, um, everybody thought I was crazy working those long hours um, because we basically had one washing machine and one dryer. And I was one of the student equipment managers. I was working with football and men's basketball. And my roommate would look for me all the time. She's like, why are you doing this for free? But I knew what my bigger goal was. I just, I started, I literally started from the bottom yeah. as a student equipment manager. Um, working on equipment, washing the uniforms, packing bags for away games, you know, just making sure that the team was taken care of. And it's something that I took serious because I knew that I wanted to explore a career in football. Yeah. And that, uh, that was, it was a great four years of doing that under Coach Thomas. And then um, Coach Gary Lewis took me under his wings and taught me everything there's to know about defense. So, I mean, I had some great teachers along the way. I just, I wanted to, experience the game, not just necessarily yeah. being a part of the support staff, but just embody everything that is football. And Coach Lewis gave me that opportunity. So what was your major at Alcorn? And from a career perspective, uh, when you selected your major, what was your, your goal? My goal was to be a corporate lawyer. 
Uh, so I'm a major with political science pre-law. And then um, the more I got into sports, I wanted to explore um, entertainment law. But it just, it never happened. I took a totally different path. Once I um, got into grad school and started looking at different things from an athletic administrative perspective, I got into athletic academics. I wanted to find a way to marry the two things that I actually love, and that's academics and athletics. So that was the career path I went down. I was accepted to the NCA um, Minority Internship Program, uh-huh. and I was in education services. So I learned a lot. I got an opportunity to explore several different campuses because they would allow us to choose the schools that we wanted to go to uh, for continuing education. So I went to Old Dominion in Norfolk State and studied under some of their academic advisors um, for a week. They gave us an opportunity to do that. And then once I left the NCA, I started the Athletic Academic Enhancement Program at Alabama State. And that was just an opportunity to give our kids the same experience as those at a PWI. Right. So just kind of I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. And I want to talk about uh, during your time at Alcorn State University, uh, what were some of the things that set Alcorn apart from other HBCUs, such as you know, homecoming or football games? or what, what events that really left an impression on you? I would say it's the atmosphere on the yard on game day. It's like no other. And the sounds of dynamite, um, everybody talk about the sonic boom, but the sounds of dynamite <laughs> were explosive during that time, especially on the grip. Yeah. You know, grip was <laughs> a great band director. Right. So it was really um, the game day experience. Um, the staff did an amazing job with doing that and selling all for it. I mean, we could be totally honest. We're in a rural area. And it's really hard to recruit all corn for student athletes as well as staff. But um, I would say that they did an amazing job selling that experience due to our location. I mean, once you get on campus, there's really, unless you have a car, there's nowhere to go. So yeah. on weekends, <laughs> they have with events and stuff right. for us to do. But um, it was that for me. It was that game day experience, but also the family atmosphere. You know, it's yeah. like you're out there by yourself. Like I said, I literally got dropped off and it was like, we'll see you later. So talk to me about your uh, after graduation. uh, Now, currently uh, you own and operate the fourth quarter agency. So tell me about that journey from graduating to where you are now. How did you get there? It has been an incredible journey and an incredible ride. Um, (laughs) Definitely my network, honestly. I met Deuce McAllister at Alcorn State coach. Um, Perry Fletcher was one of his best friends, and he was down there for a women's basketball game. And I was a total fan. I just so happened to drive past him, jumped out my car, and said, oh, my God, you're Deuce McAllister. And he was, I was running his stats down. He was just laughing. He was like, yeah, I'm just Deuce. You know, <laughs> but um, we became really good friends, and he gave me an opportunity to work with him um, while I was still doing my undergrad work. So I became his personal assistant and started doing a lot of his PR stuff. And our relationship grew from there. And it was through his network that I met so many other people. And then, like I said, I I left and moved to Houston. Um, I was working in education out there and I still, my spirit just wasn't settled. That really wasn't all that I wanted to do. So I went back to Alcorn, got my master's degree and started working with football again, men's basketball. But um, Robert Rains gave me an opportunity in our athletic department to work under him. 
and he was our athletic director at the time. He taught me a lot. And I just started building from there. And I looked up one day and it was like, wow, I am living my dream. Yeah. You know, like I'm working in sports, um, opportunity after opportunity. And it was just unbelievable, but um, unbelievable. But I go back to my faith. Like I trust God first and foremost. And um, I come from a very religious family. My parents are preachers. And um, that was it. I, I, when I look back on my life, only thing I can say is, but God, you wow. know, he opened a lot of doors for me. I definitely didn't do it by myself. Trust me, this is not easy. It has been plenty of times I have prayed and cried and prayed yeah. and cried, but God has not failed me yet. So tell uh, my viewers about the fourth quarter agency, uh, some of the clients you represent and, and, and what all services you provide. Awesome. So the fourth quarter agency is a boutique football um, operations concierge service. So I do client relations, um, player relations. So in doing that, it's basically making sure that we're servicing the total athlete. And most of my guys are former athletes. So I take care of a lot of their businesses, um, even if there's it helping them to establish one and helping them to establish a foundation, um, their personal stuff. So they have 24 hour access to their concierge service. So whatever they need, um, they let me know. I provide that service for them, but also I work with teams as well doing football operations. So that will be their travel logistics, um, scheduling itinerary. So any type of administrative services that they need. So um, I'm going to kind of dive into uh, what may be a little known fact among uh, my viewers and may maybe a lot of people. But uh, you are the person uh, who actually pitched uh, Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, to uh, Ashley Robinson to be the head coach of the Jackson State uh, football team. Uh, take me through that journey of just making a pitch to uh, Ashley, who I know very well, the fraternity brother. And... Uh, mm -hmm how that culminated into uh, Coach Prime. And, and so obviously th that phone call you made changed the landscape of HBCUs, but you're like behind the scene in the whole process. Yes, I am definitely a behind the scenes person, but Ashley is like family to me. Um, we grew up together. He's my um, first cousin's best friend. So um, Ashley's just family. And yeah. we've been doing this a long time together. We started out in athletics together. So when I called, it was the same thing. I gave him this phone call probably five years before with another coach. And I called and I was like, hey, I got your next head football coach. And he started laughing. He's <laughs> like, what, T? I was like, hey, trust me on this. Like, I've never steered you wrong. I promise you, I got you. And I told him who it was. And he was like, say, what? Are you serious? <laughs> so it, like it was almost like, so you crazy and get off my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Deion Sanders is coming to an HBCU, and um, it took maybe, I would say, a year of back and forth with Ashley saying, hey, look, trust me on this. And this is before any and everybody knew what was going on. I'm not even sure that Dion even knew at the time um, what the conversation was behind the scenes because I knew we needed time to... Um, get him a degree and do all the other things that we needed to make happen. But, you know, eventually, Ashley, uh, my one of my last phone calls, and he was like, so you okay, let's set up a meeting. And that was in December of 2019 when we did that. We set the meeting up. Um, we were in Orlando when he talked to um, Coach Prime probably for the first time. And then 
I mean, the rest is really history. You know, they developed an amazing relationship. Yeah. And you really saw what that partnership would look like. Right. And I always tell people, um, this was just, this wasn't a thing for Alabama State, for Ashley Robinson or for Deion Sanders. This was something that we wanted to do. For me personally, I wanted to bring our kids back home. I ran into so many student athletes that would tell me their stories at other institutions. And this was just a catalyst for me to bring our kids home. So, I mean, Dion is the perfect recruiter. You know, and he he saw some of the same things because before that even happened, you know, he was working with the NFL to do an HBCU combine and then COVID hit and that stopped. So we were just on the same page with that. Like I said, um, Dion is amazing. You know, I've been working with him for over a decade and um, he bought into everything that Ashley wanted to do. And then, I mean, Ashley was the same way because he knew um, it wasn't just Coach Prime that was coming. Everything that he touched was coming with him. So all those resources were going to be a part of the program and, he hit the ground running. Uh, it, well, you, but be, even there. beyond, but even beyond bringing him, you know, making making the connection, you are also part of the long term success of the program. So, talk about your role at Jackson State University uh, as the uh, director of football operations. The best job in the country. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I love football operations, I live and breathe football and. It was exciting, you know, day to day. It was always something going on, you know, planning wise um, with the student athletes. But it was just it was a job that I I love. That's all I can say. Yeah. I was, I was, um, but it was those kids that did it for me, because when those parents dropped those kids off with us, they wanted to know that they were safe and that they had somebody that was going to take care of them. Um, I don't have any children and won't be able to have kids. So those kids became mine. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't just Miss Toya. It was mama, auntie. That's my big sister. I really enjoyed taking care of them. Yeah. And that was that was the glory behind all of it, to make sure that they had everything they needed to be successful in the classroom and on the field. So everything else took care of itself. I mean, because when you look at team operations, everything else is basically making sure you have everything to move and function. Right. So right. that was the that was the thing though. I was moving and managing a team and it just just so happened to be Coach Prime's team. And <laughs> it was um it was a job that I am so blessed and fortunate to have worked with him during his time there and to see those young men grow. Yeah. You know, that was that was the big part of it, because one thing that we preached, you may come here as a boy, but you're going to leave here as a man. Right. Everybody cool. won't go pro, but you'll be a professional in life. And that's something that I really believe. And that was one of the things that. I preached to them, you know, like I loved on them, but I was stern as well because I always tell them, Mom, don't raise no dummies. Now we're going to go to class and then we're going to come and work out this football stuff. But I mean, my guys graduated and that, that's what meant the most to me to see right. them graduate. So just kind of walk through, you know, obviously you, you all uh, experienced a lot of success uh, mm-hmm. while Coach Prime was there. Uh, what are some of the most memorable moments you you remember on that journey, you know, two and a half years or so that you all were there? Yeah. Um, COVID season. I mean, everybody had their di- doubts during that spring um, that we had to play. 
And he always said, hey, catch me in the fall. I have all my guys here. So, you know, to go through the initial phase of seeing what we had, evaluating players and stuff for COVID season, and then to see the program turn around almost instantly for the fall. Yeah. I mean, we went from barely winning during COVID season to a sweat championship, you know. So to see all those guys become brothers and make it work, you know, like I yeah. said, you can coach all day long, but it's the guys that are on the field that are doing the work. And to see those young men work together and pull off a sweat championship in year one, yeah, amazing. Right. And, of course, uh, then year two, <laughs> undefeated, right? <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was that? What was that season yeah. like? What, what what was that? The feeling that season just because you got to a certain point where you knew that you you were on a mission to go undefeated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nancy, you gotta have me emotional, man. It was like everything came together. Yeah. everything and the program was clicking on all cylinders and the we couldn't have asked for anything else yeah. you know it was it was basically the buy-in from the staff and the the student athletes it was the i believe and i believe was a slogan that we were using with truth but to hear the entire stadium chant basically i believe everybody the city of jackson bought it today the state of mississippi bought it so it was I'm not going to say a sense of arrogance it wasn't but it was basically an aura about the guys that was like you know when we hit the field we know we're walking away you know it was that confidence because they believed in what we were doing and what Coach Prime's vision was so that was uh, a crazy (laughs) ride but (laughs) all smiles so you know of course I'm I, I'm a big fan of Coach Prime. Um, was before Jackson State and after Jackson State, and I'm a supporter of the institution as a whole. Um, what was your biggest, I guess, from my perspective, as a businessman, I understand the business of making decisions to move on and do you know, other things because you got to go to the next stage in life. I guess, what was your biggest disappointment uh, in the whole kind of departure, not from the standpoint of being disappointed in Dion or his decision, but just from the, I would say from the, from the standpoint of the reaction of the, uh, some of the people in the community. I guess I would say it was more so of what they were saying and how it was coming out. If, if he did something wrong. Right. Um, and he didn't, you know, it was never the plan for him to stay at Jackson State or any school forever. Like, that was never the plan. We all grow and were able to move on. And it was an opportunity that he had been working towards. So, um, but when you get so caught up in the wins and the culture and, you know, this is why he really did it. I'm like, and there's a lot of people on the outside looking in. You know, it's, it hurts when something that you have that's really good leaves. So, you know. Right. We, it, it was almost like going through I, a... 
It was almost like going through a uh, coming home and the wife saying, I just don't want you no more. <laughs> it's how people took it. It's, you know, that's how people took it. Um, exactly. That's how they took it. But uh, for those of us that have been with him and we knew what the end game was and, you know, what we were working towards, it wasn't that feeling like I am so excited for him and what they're doing in Boulder. Um, I made two trips up there to, to see them and to see the facility and, it's amazing. You know, like, I am a champion of my people um, fulfilling their dreams. Yeah. So I always support him and the coaching staff. Again, I've been with most of those guys for 13 years now. And I always support what they're doing. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do while he was here in our HBCU space. And a lot of people have their opinions about that part as well. But I saw it. And I lived it. So I right. know exactly what he was doing. And um, Coach Prime did a lot. You know, like I was a part of the conversation. He first talked to the commissioner about, you know, our TV games and stuff. And I'm quite sure you can go right. back and look at some clips where he was like, you know, I don't want to be on ESPN 5, 6, 7, and 8. Right, <laughs> like right. <laughs> right. He was an advocate for no why are we not playing on the flagship channel why are we not getting ESPN too and a lot of people again have their speculations about that they say what they want to say but uh, he received a letter that confirmed all of it from Ezra Gray and at the time Ezra was playing at Alabama State University and that letter brought both of us to tears um, that young man basically said coach Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to be seen on a national platform. Right. You know, had you not come to Jackson State, our game would not have been on ESPN or ESPN2. So, right. You know, when he read it, he was like, so, you know, reach out to this young man, call him right now, I want to talk to him. And he spoke with Ezra and basically was like, thank you. I needed to hear this. I appreciate you. So you never know. I always tell these kids, they never know who they're going to impact. And to right. see Coach in that moment when he read that letter, because I know he had been taking a lot of heat from people about him being in our HBCU space. And to get that, um, and that was the COVID year when um, Ezra mailed, and it was a handwritten letter that he mailed to him. And I opened it and gave it to him and I cried. I was like, Lord, I thank you for the confirmation. Yeah. Because I say I, t- I took a lot of heat, you know, from um, some organized about this, like why in the world would you bring him to Jackson State? You know, like it was almost like I was banished from the reservation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I said, it was a business decision. I did it for the greater good, yeah. and it's something that um, I'll never regret doing. It was um, it was an amazing experience, and Coach Prime and his staff they did what they were supposed to do while they were. Yeah, no, I think that um, he did a lot for HBCUs and Jackson State. And, of course, that position put him in a position to advance as well. And I hope that, you know, Jackson State take what they gain from the experience and build upon it. Because as a business person, that's the opportunity I see. It's the opportunity to continue to build and grow and, and still, you know, demand that you get the type of exposure and attention uh, that our young men and, and women deserve at uh, at HBCUs. So some people see things as a negative, uh, but I try to find the positive in, in everything. And I thank you for that because um, that I am on the same page with you. That was, it was a great experience for all that was involved. And right. it's like I said, I've never regretted. And I'm so grateful that he accepted the challenge. 
Yep. So what's next for you uh, in your in your football? Uh, <laughs> I am a free agent right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, not sure what's going to be next. I would love to work uh, in football operations again. I, I did a brief stint at Alabama State as the associate AD for football administration. And um, I absolutely enjoy working with Dr. Cable and Mr. Russ over there at Alabama State. Um, they have some special things that are going on. So, honestly, um, throughout my career, I can say I'm just really grateful to have been able to go to so many HBCU campuses and make a difference. Right. Uh, and a lot of people, when they hear my story, it's like, so how many schools have you not worked at or have you not been a part of? <laughs> and it's like, but that was always my dream. I really wanted to go back to our HBCUs and give our student athletes what they may not receive at other schools. Right. And I have been fortunate enough to do that. You know, I've seen a lot of our kids live their dreams. I mean, James Houston. Yeah. That you can't, you know. Can't, can't make it up. You cannot, yeah. you know, to be there from the time he hit Jackson State campus and we talked to him, I talked to his mom and dad, you know. I mean, Coach Hart did what he was supposed yeah. to do. It was amazing, but look at the story now. It's an amazing story. And Latoya, what I want to do at this time is I want to award you with our HBCU Lifetime Achievement Award for your continued commitment uh, to advancing the causes of HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be getting one of these in the mail and we appreciate all that you have done to advance the cause. And I mm -hmm. want to also thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on this episode of HBCU. And to my mm -hmm. guests, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. And remember, without you, there's no me. <laughs>